0: I do not want special treatment because of my skin color. I do not want certain policies implemented because of my skin color. I do not want to be singled out because of my skin color. I don't want special pleading. I don't. Sorry.
1: It's now a frequent guest on Fox News, a Republican presidential candidate and tech entrepreneur, Vivek Ramaswamy. So. We are happy to have you on. I'm going to talk to you more than just about Fox News, but good morning to you. Thanks morning. For joining us. Glad to good morning. We're going to make this uh, decision to
2: settle this case. I mean, it seems, strikes me as a cost of doing business. If you're going to be a news network, I think it's happened to CNN. I think it's happened to a lot of news networks. That has, no, not, cost no, of doing has not happened to CNN. This never been sued largest, for defamation. Never been, never been actually settled. Is large-
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: the largest... This man came out of the game, saying I mean, I through on CNN and they was like, oh, "No, no, 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 we're not going we're not gonna do that, <laughs> <finna> that. <laughs> bro." Oh boy, i gonna get popping, bro. Didn't CNN literally get sued by a uh, young dude who was at the um with the MAGA hat on and they covered it wrong and he sued them and they settled? Am I mistaken on that? Oh, CNN's been sued before. I know that for sure. Uh. CNN settles with, uh, I don't know, Sandman, Uh, CNN agreed Tuesday to settle for an undisclosed amount in a $275 million lawsuit filed by Covington Catholic student Nicholas Sandman over the network's coverage of his vital encounter with the elderly Native American activist. So what are they doing? Oh, man. And they're going to war for their... well, they network let's rewind a little bit
1: what do you make this decision to settle this case
0: i mean it seems strikes me as a
2: cost of doing business if you're going to be a news network i think it's happened to cnn i think it's happened to a lot of news networks never been sued for defamation never been never not been the actually settled. Is the largest it's, it's definitely larger and, and fox appears to have the largest viewership and market capitalization so i'm not familiar with the details of this case i'm actually more interested in issues relating to this country than disputes with media companies but i will say that it's
0: i still got it on 1.5 on oh, the speed limit hopefully that's all right i try to get through these strikes me that from but you're, you're not
1: familiar. It, you're not familiar with the case. You're not familiar with the lies about the 2020 election, about the election being stolen. That Dominion was somehow, you know. Uh Fixing the votes. I mean, that's why they $787.5 million. You're not familiar with that? And you're running for president?
2: The details of a private dispute between a commercial dispute and the details of what the dollar it's figures not, are, that's not public. Always, it's it's not, that's really not where I spend my time. But what I will say is look, there's defamation cases, people settle businesses, if you settle business disputes, Fox settled this one. It's actually not, I think, the pressing issue for the nation of what Fox News' settlement well, I, is. I disagree with, with that A because All
0: right. So look, when a company settles with somebody who's sworn them, it doesn't always necessarily mean that the company is guilty. It just might mean that the company doesn't want the publicity. They they much rather Settle things and get it over with and keep it quiet and let the blow over happen, right? Instead of like going through the process the whole time and it's going through the media and the coverage and they losing money, countless money over this situation affecting their reputation. That happens. But that doesn't mean that they're innocent either.
1: They might settle because they're guilty. As you, you just admitted, you said Fox is the largest yeah. viewership, one of the largest viewerships among television networks, especially cable networks. Considering the eyes that the American people who are tuning in to Fox News to get their information and to get it accurately, I'm surprised that you would say that you're not concerned about this, and this is not a, something that is hugely pressing for the American Here, people. Here's, here's the way I look at it. Freedom of the press is a First Amendment.
0: Hold on. Time out. Did he say it's not a pressing issue? Did he ever say that it wasn't pressing? Uh, he just basically said, hey, it's not that important. Companies do this all the time. CNN doesn't really bother him he's not concerned about that aspect of it he's probably more focused on other things.
2: Than in the Constitution. Oh, exactly. You nailed it. The freedom of the press. So we have CNN, we have Fox. I'm here with you guys. I go on Fox News. I think that that's great that we have a marketplace of ideas in this country. What I worry more about, Don, is the trend that we see in this country to controlling what different parties are actually able to say. The American way to bad speech is more speech. And so I think we need to actually embrace that culture and a more diverse okay, marketplace of that ideas. All, that's something we haven't done well enough. Uh, so. Honestly,
1: You're not answering the question. You're giving us platitudes about. I'm not, like, not sure what your question is, Don. Do
2: you want somebody to bash Fox News on no, saying that I'm, I'm asking you yeah. to i asking you be
1: honest yeah. about what happened on Fox News, about the lies that were told and them having to. Why? Why?
0: why though why does it matter why is it that he has to focus on what fox news got going on that man is running for president for himself he ain't endorsed what fox news was doing he wasn't on fox news at the time hyping up the allegations and going along with what fox news was saying this man is literally unconnected to what the hell was going on over at fox news why are y'all trying to put this man in a hot seat and try to force him to you know slander fox news because Honestly, this is like a cheap jab. You're trying to get this man to be turned against by a lot of Republican voters of some sort. I, I, I don't see the, the point here. I, I'm asking you
1: to, Actually, asking you to yeah. be honest yeah. about what happened on Fox News, about the lies that were told and them having to admit of the lies and paying the largest defamation settlement to a media company in history. And you are a frequent guest on that network. Are you concerned about the credibility? Are you going to continue to go on that network even with those credibility? Issues? I have far more-
0: Bro, I just... What I say is on me when I decide to go on a network or whatever, I'm speaking for me and I need a platform and I'll take a lot of platforms. Like I'm on CNN right now, right? Man is trying to take a platform and try to get his message out there. It doesn't matter what that platform is doing. He doesn't own that company. He's trying to find different platforms that he can go on and reach more audience.
2: More concerns with the credibility of what we will call the mainstream media than I do with the credibility of Fox News. But Fox is a mainstream media. At the end of the day, what I say is, look, neither you nor know I know the details because they settled it before it went to trial. I think the obsession, I think the obsession know, over this is exact, a little weird. We this, is,
1: about this, is, this is a very big and important story. I'm not going we have much more that we want to talk about. I think we should about, but we will get there when we're ready to get there. We have you want to talk about these issues. This is a very important issue. And it should not be down
0: this down. is a got you issue, bro. Okay. All right, now when you finish asking him about this, ask him about CNN being sued and ask them about the settlement that
1: child did. this has to do with American democracy. And Americans so learning the truth. He's on CNN, since
0: it matters so much. It's
1: about what happened in the 2020 election. You want to know I hear a lot when of comparing it to CNN is not this apples and oranges.
2: It's not the same thing. Well, it's, you know, different networks. Yes, apples aren't the same as oranges. You get one view through CNN, you get a different view through Fox News. I think it's good in our marketplace of ideas is that we have media that offers diverse perspectives. And you're talking about threats to our democracy. One of the threats and I, and that phrase is an interesting one. Threats to our democracy. I think one of the biggest ones is the chilling effect on speech in our country more broadly. Where if somebody says something that a broad segment of the population or certain people in the government disagree with. There's an increasing trend in our country to silence that. And the answer to bad speech and alleged misinformation is not less speech. It is more speech in the marketplace of ideas. That's actually what a free press okay, well, really means. We're, we're going to move on. but All
0: right. So there's a th- let me clear it up. Right. OK. So on one hand, I agree with him. Do I think it's a pivot? It's kind of a pivot, but it's a necessary pivot. On one hand, I would simply answer the question if they were lying about the election and they were reporting false information about the election, if the anchors, the people that work at Fox News were peddling a certain narrative, which they knew to be false, then by all means, they should have been sued, sued the hell out of them. And I'm glad they, you know, had to pay up. Simple question, easy answer. Now we can focus on these things. But also you can do that while also pointing out what Vivek just pointed out. The fact that, hey, If it's guests that's coming on peddling and stuff and saying these things, then by all means, have at it. If they want to give their perspective about something and these people want to give their perspective about something, CNN can do that. Fox News can do that. Both sides can do that. Right. The only issue I have is if you claim that you're reporting real news and evidence and facts, you you damn sure should be doing that. Now, we're talking about opinion hosts and people whose job it is to give you their opinion about politics and policies and all of these different things. That's a different ballgame. But if you're an anchor and your job is to report facts and you're smudging information and falsely reporting, then you should have to pay a price for that.
1: Your answer was good. But it's not about what's actually happening. It's not relevant to what's happening. I think oh, the answer God. to what happened at Fox News is to tell the truth. Media companies are tasked with telling the truth. That did not happen in this situation. That's why we're asking these questions. But so let's move on. Let's talk more about a diverse Go exchange on. of ideas. That's what I'm in for.
3: Thank you. Glad you're here this morning. Your campaign slogan is a new American dream. And I was reading through your platform last night. Um, I wonder what you would do specifically to actually bring us together, not just Republicans and Democrats. What does unity look like to you, Vivek, for rich and poor, for rural and urban? For Republicans and Democrats?
2: That is the right question to be asking. And I think the main divide in this country, and I say this to conservative audiences equally, is not between Republicans and Democrats. It is between those of us who are pro-American, embracing the ideals that set this country into motion. And I think an increasing strain in this country that is anti-American, that wishes to apologize for a nation founded on those ideals.
0: I 100% agree with this. I 100% agree with this. I think that's the most important thing. Either you stand for American values or you don't. And a lot of times people who resent American values are the ones who are really trying to impose their way of life on the rest of us
2: but that's not a 50 50 split i think most people are in the pro-american camp and Mm -hmm. Poppy, i think one of the ways they would say we get to national unity some people think is by showing up in the middle and compromising i respect that view but i reject it you reject compromise i reject compromising on our principles i think the right way to get to national unity and i mean this to unite this country is by embracing actually the radicalism of the american ideals Mm -hmm. themselves we celebrate our diversity and differences i'm glad we have some three different shades of melanin on this set right now (laughs) two different genders that's fine but what i say is so what That diversity is meaningless unless there's something greater that binds us together, that unites us across that diversity. And I'm running for president to revive those ideals that bind us together across our diverse attributes. All
0: right. Now I've heard him say this when I watched another one of his videos. Okay, understood. I can completely a hundred percent endorse that message trying to reinvigorate the fabric of what this country stands for and getting people to bond over that because there is so much diversity. There has to be something beyond all of us that transcends us that we all can agree to and move in the same direction based on those values. And we might come to different conclusions based on those values, but at least we can agree on the fundamentals. Now the next question should automatically follow. How exactly do you plan on doing that? What policies what are you trying to implement? What is it that you're trying to you know, pass on to the American people by becoming president that will allow you to accomplish that? I wanna get into a few issues, one of them being China. Before I get to China, I just
3: um, wanna better understand something you said this week, speaking uh, before the audience at the NRA. Here, here's what you said, um, referring to back to 1865. Here it was.
2: I want you to raise your hand if you know when the first anti-gun laws were passed in this country. Raise your hand if you do. 1865 you want to know what happened we fought a civil war in this country to give black americans the equal protection under the law that we failed to secure them in 1776 but then you want to know what happened southern states passed anti-gun laws that stopped black people from owning guns the democrat party then as and now wanted to put them back in chains
3: then as and now that's quite an accusation about the current democratic party who and what were you referring to
2: i was referring to joe biden and his expression of wanting to put them back in chains dating back to lyndon johnson i think lyndon johnson's so-called all
0: right I was with him until he said then and now. I, I can't agree with that. Uh, do I personally like the Democrat Party? No. Am I in favor of most of the liberal policies? No. But there has to be a clear distinction between putting somebody back in chains. Now, if he wanted to use it as a pun to jab at Joe Biden saying they want to put you y'all back in chains... We have to be able to separate the fact that the Democrats were the party of slavery and all of that stuff, separating that from who we are as a people today. Who is the Democrat party today? We can criticize them for everything that they are today or been in the past 10 years or et cetera, but trying to go way back then, I just don't see it as helpful. And I also see the Republicans doing that as well. The Republicans like to bring up the fact that the Democrats are this, that, and the third but now the Democrats are always making the claim, oh, the Republican Party switched and they're the ones with the races and all of this stuff. Like, let's stop playing this game. And, like, I don't like it when black people decide that they want to start bringing up old history to try to justify something that they're doing today. And nor should I accept it from my politicians or my political parties trying to bring up something that happened 100 years ago, 200 years ago to try to justify why the other party is evil. Let's focus on what they're doing today
2: great society was one of the greatest misnomers in American political history, where even back then in the 1960s, 70% plus of black kids were born into two-parent homes. Today, that number is less than 30% in the opposite direction. The very policies that we implemented in this country in the name of helping black Americans have actually been disastrous for black Americans and all Americans. And I think so that that's
3: something that we need to wake t- up to. In 1865, you're talking about the black codes, right? That's right. past enacted to make a crime for a black person to carry a gun exactly. in the South. But you're equating that to the current president? You're referring to economic chains, what are you saying? Well, I, I was referring
2: to Joe Biden's, I think, ill chosen expression to say they're the party that wants to put you back into chains. What I'm actually saying is that if you look at the policies you of
0: the just modern Democrat party, Democrats, absolutely. So, what I'm the modern Democrat Party do not implement policies that are as a whole going to help the black community, nor should I think that any party should be claiming that they will. I do not want special treatment because of my skin color, I do not want certain policies implemented because of my skin color, I do not want to be singled out because of my skin color, I don't want special. Pleading. I don't. Sorry. I think that you should be doing whatever policies that are within the lines of the constitution and legislated by the legislature the, to help people in bad circumstances and situations, to help them empower themselves to become better and to move up the economic ladder, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But this idea of like anybody trying to put anybody back in chains, I just don't think that's realistic. Are there policies that hinder or hurt certain groups of people? Yes, of course there is. But it's nowhere near the hyperbolic claim of put y'all back in chains on either side of the field.
2: What I'm saying is that actually it's policies like that of Lyndon Johnson and Joe Biden that are actually holding black Lyndon Americans back. the War on Poverty. Yes, and in particular his Great Society, where he actually created incentives in the family, where if you're a family, you could actually get more money by not having the father in the home. What, yes, what you get, a, you get what you pay a, for. I think it's really bad for the black community. I think it's really bad for all Americans. What Do you have anything on this before we move on? I to China? I don't see
1: what one has to do with the other. But go on, I took up a lot of time with. Fox oh, it's fine. Before. We have time. I, I don't really see what one has to do with the other, especially consider and using the Civil War to talk about black Americans. That war was not fought for black people to have guns. That's that's, that's not. That war was fought for black people to have freedoms in this country. Yeah. actually, that's why the Civil War was fought. Okay, and so that was fought for black people to have guns. I think
0: actually, you know, a funny fact, nobody said the war was fought for black people to have guns. Now, dollar limit is completely
2: because black people did not get to enjoy the other freedoms until their Second Amendment rights were secured, and I think that that's one of but the black lessons people that we still learned.
1: aren't allowed to enjoy the freedoms. I disagree with you, on, you on that, Don. I disagree okay. with you, it. I think you're doing a disservice well, to our country okay. by failing to recognize and the fact you, that we if have you the equal rights. The and then you live in this country, then you could disagree with me, but we're not. You mentioned it you near know, I disagree, I, Don. I think, think we have to be able here. to talk
2: about these issues in the open, regardless of the color of our skin. Black Americans today, to say that compare that to 1865
0: and 1964, absolutely. 1865 and rights. actually
1: I think it's insulting to black people. It's insulting to me as an African American. I don't want to sit and argue with you because
0: it's not insulting. It's not. He has a thought. He has an opinion. He sees things a certain way. He put those ideas out and we can have a conversation about it. Stop feeling insulted. Stop being a victim. You don't get to speak for all black people. You don't get to claim that it's insulting to all black people. You don't. Because guess what? We disagree on a wide variety of different issues in this country and we should be able to talk about it. I may think you're wrong or something, but hey, let's have a conversation. I'm not finna pull this call or you're insulting me in my feelings. Come on man because
1: it's infuriating for you to put that to put those things together it's not right your telling of history is wrong your what, what you're what history was wrong, what, what what part of history was wrong? the civil war was fought. you're making people think that the civil war was fought for black people only for black people to get guns and for black people to the have...
0: that's not the way i read it that is not the way it was expressed he was talking about the fact that gun control laws came about to stop black people from owning guns right and He's at the NRA speaking. So we already know that the NRA is a big advocate for the Second Amendment. So what he's saying, in in essence, is this whole gun control culture came about to hinder a minority group. And now that you fast forward to today, we see that a lot of gun control issues are being pushed. And who is it going to significantly hurt? Probably the people living in poverty and people living in bad situations and circumstances largely could be minority groups. So like that's something that you have to take in consideration. But uh, as with all things, everything gets muddy.
2: War was yeah, for right. black people in this country to get freedoms, a noble mission. And I think that even yes, after right. even but after we succeeded, to, to we had to actually secure those it, freedoms
1: to reduce it in a speech at the NRA to say you're making people think or you're trying to say that black people uh to get guns, that was that, that was the reason that you're there at the NRA, that was the reason for, uh, for...
0: Okay if you want black people to have the same freedoms as white Americans in this country, and you was fighting a civil war for that, I would argue that, yeah, to some extent you are fighting for black people to have the same freedoms and same rights guaranteed to us in the constitution, the bill of rights, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you would argue that the second amendment is included in that now i can understand the problem with trying to phrase it a certain way because depending on how you phrase it people can draw different conclusions from it but this is just nitpicking at this point
2: for the civil war it I
1: is think a that's fact.
0: reductive it's, not and reductive I think it's
2: insulting there are a whole
1: bunch
0: insult- of
2: reasons that uh, for look, the civil with war, due respect i find i find your explanation reductive and actually insulting including to black americans to say that black people today compared to 1964 1865 haven't made progress in part because of the freedoms we secured and the second amendment was part of can't freedom. Freedom.
1: i cannot keep a thought if you guys are talking in my ear so uh,
2: hang on one second so to say that that black people Let's say, say what you say again. Black people secured their freedoms <laughs> after the Civil War it is a historical fact. Don. Just study it. Only after their Second Amendment people rights were secured. They were not
1: fact. secured their freedoms after the Civil War. That is not, you, you are discounting uh, Reconstruction. You're discounting a whole host of things that happened after the Civil War when it comes to African Americans, including the whole reason that the Civil Rights Movement happened is because black people did not secure their freedoms after the Civil War and that things turned around. People try to change the freedoms that were supposed and to You know the how they Civil got it? They got their Second Amendment rights
2: and they actually got the NRA played a big role in that. But today, down the, the NRA did the, not play a big role That's a lie. The NRA did the, part, not play a big role This is historical
0: fact. part that I find. All right, let's try check. I will fact check, right? Uh, Did the NRA help secure uh, Black people's, sometimes you got to know how to even put this in to get the answer you want. Did the NRA help secure Black people's right to bear arms? Uh, 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 let's see, uh, the Librarian Let's see what they say. Negroes with guns, the untold history of black NRA gun clubs and the civil rights movement. With the violent crime rate increasing disproportionately in urban communities, it's no surprise that a recent uh, phone survey of black votes found that 80% felt gun violence was an extremely serious problem. In 1993, 74% of African-Americans favored gun control. Fast forward to 2018, and a crime prevention research report found that concealed carry permits are on the rise, especially amongst minorities. All right, let's get to the actual what I'm trying to find. You are aware that weapons played a pivotal part in the American civil rights movement, specifically through Robert F. Williams, a curious figure in American history. Libertarians are quick to lionize him and his radical approach to black self-defense, but they're quickly cool when they learn of his longstanding association with leftist totalitarian. Totalitarian politics and government. Conservative, likewise, might initially find themselves infatuated with a man who did not wait for big government to deliver his people, but rather leveraged the Second Amendment. Liberals, for their part, might find something to admire in Williams' notion of liberation, but will recall in horror what learned when learning that his preferred vehicles for change were NAACP, Great, and the NRA. Williams was many things, but Chief Armando was a harbinger of things that would come along after he had fled the United States for what he considered greener pastures in Fidel Castro's Cuba. (laughs) He stands across the divide separating the nonviolent electoral protect. All right. This is a. uh, Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Okay, so apparently, hmm, all right. This is a muddy one. I'm gonna to have to look deeper into this. Um, there's just a lot of information being fed to me, and for the sake of the video, I cannot, you know, get bogged down on that. But I really think that there's something there. I'm gonna look into that, and I invite all of y'all to do the same. Find insulting is when
2: you say today black Americans don't have those rights after we have the gone fact through that civil rights coalition. You country. are sitting here telling an African American about
1: the rights and what you find insulting about the, the the way I live, the skin I live in every day. Here's what you I and I in black...
0: The skin I live in every day. <laughs> Man, stop it. Stop it, you fool. Stop it. Stop trying to use your skin color as a way of winning your argument. You cannot use your skin color and use it as a way of being an authority on a subject. You don't get any brownie points for that. Stick with the facts. Stick with the evidence. If the evidence is on your side, you don't need to invoke your race card. You really just don't. Matter of fact, you never need to invoke your race card.
2: In white, that black people don't have. He, here, and that black people do have.
0: Well, here's where you and I have a different point
2: of view. I think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin. We should have this debate. I'm not you Without me regarding, views, you man, me regarding you as a black man. me regarding you as a fellow citizen. you're sitting here,
1: citizens, that you're sitting what here you're whatever ethnicity. ethnicity you are, explaining to me. Whatever you have.
0: it's like to be black. That's racist. You're sitting here, whatever ethnicity you happen to be. That's racist. The man just clearly said, we should be able to have this conversation despite our skin color, which I just said before, which I think this man is uh, 100% right about, that we should be able to have this conversation. And then you're going to sit here and say, because he's sitting there with that skin color, whatever ethnicity he happens to be, explaining it to you, that's the problem? Black whatever America, ethnicity, I'll tell you what
2: I am. I'm an Indian American. I'm proud of it. But I think we should have this debate. Black, white, doesn't matter. I think we should have this You
0: should do it in
1: an honest way and in a I fair think, way. And what you're doing is not an honest fair way. Okay. It, with,
2: with,
0: okay. Even if he's not doing it in an honest and fair way, neither are you because you're evoking your race car. So let's just talk about the facts, evidence. Fact checkers, please.
2: Appreciate you coming on. With due respect, Don, I look Thank forward to continuing that conversation. It. Thank you. Thank you. So much.
3: Thank you,
0: Bob. We'll talk about China. Yes. time, China. you come back. All right. So look, check this out. I know some people are going to say, oh, he destroyed Don Lemon. Oh, he destroyed. Look, he didn't destroy Don Lemon. Don Lemon is just bad at what he does. But I think that they had an even-handed exchange. They disagreed about some things. And I think that I personally agree with a lot of things that he did say. There were a few things that I had to look into. But for the most part, I think he handled himself well about the subjects that they talked to him about. But I wouldn't say he destroyed them. But at the same time, there are going to be people who claim that he destroyed them. I think that Vivek Ramaswate is a very uh, smooth talker. He's very you know, fluent in his conversation. And... I'm interested to see where it goes. I do need to look into his policies. I need to find out exactly what this guy stands for, how he plans to implement what he says he's going to implement, because oftentimes I never seem to find out exactly how he plans to achieve the things he says, which that's on me. I got to go look it up because these interviews are not bringing it out. But I would also implore all of you, whether you're a supporter of him or not, to go check out his platform and see exactly what it is he's planning to bring to the table. With that being said, I hope y'all enjoyed this video. Till next time, peace and glory. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the video, subscribe for more. If you would like to get access to exclusive content, consider becoming a member or a patron at patreon.com slash the Hobby Lobby. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Hobby Lobby Discord. You can find all the links in the description below.